man, I'm a lot better at investing into others and giving to others my knowledge and and my work ethic than it is for myself alone to build. So it's and then seeing their success, like when I saw their success and it just like that juices me up knowing that hey, I can help these guys. I can help them in in more ways than just on court. Merry Christmas, Game of Lifers. How are we doing? So this podcast is going to be a little bit different. This is my story. How I got to exactly where I'm at today. So I get a lot of people asking me about my journey, about the process, how I got started, how I how I grew basically to where I am today and being able to go from a small town kid in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, to being very, very blessed to train over 100 NBA players, be able to be a mentor and life coach to some of these guys and travel over 40 countries just through the game of basketball alone. So that's what I dive in deep on this podcast with, with the guys from Hoops Hype, which I'm very thankful for them bringing me on to let me tell my story, give me that platform to share it with you all. So I'll talk a lot about how I got to where I am today and the really cool stuff that's coming next. Got a lot of big plans coming I'm very excited about, and I'll share a lot of those with you on this podcast. So let's do this Game of Life podcast. Interviewers are Hoops Hype and the guest, yours truly. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. On today's episode of the Hoops Hype podcast, I am joined by David Nurse, who's a former professional basketball player. He is now a trainer, a former coach of the Brooklyn Nets, a shooting coach. I'm excited to pick his brain about the players he's worked with, his past as a professional player, and uh, his coaching now. David, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, you got to be my professional marketer, man, after that kind of intro. I'd, I'd take that for anything. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. You know, you, we have players on a lot and we have different people that come on the podcast, but I'm really excited to kind of pick your brain about, uh, you know, your coaching and your shooting. You know, your your form is basically perfect when it comes to shooting. Um, you know, it's been really cool to watch your different videos. You hold the world record for most three pointers in a minute, most three pointers in five minutes with one basketball. Um, how did you kind of approach that before we get into your uh, your pro career and all that stuff? You know, uh, how did you know what the record was? and kind of prepare for that oh for the world record so okay yeah so yeah. first off you got to understand that when you're six foot two and blessed with a three to four inch vertical leap shooting's pretty much <laughs> what you're going to do to stay on the basketball court um I, did, I i was just having some fun with it one day shooting around and shooting seeing how many i could get off in a minute and started making them and, and ended up hitting like 50 in a row at, for a stretch i was like oh well, maybe we can make this into a world record get a little get a little buzz going behind it and Something I can send out and make make sure people know I can actually shoot the basketball since they know I can't dunk the basketball. But uh, yeah, it just kind of organically happened from there, and a couple of people picked up picked it up from ESPN, pumped it out there, and that's the world record right now. So any challengers out there, if you can beat that, please don't try it because it's the only thing I have to my name. <laughs> but if you can't beat it, go ahead and try it. And I think the five minute one, you hit like 81 of 90 shots. You shot like 90%. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and like I said, your form is perfect on them. It's a, it's really fun to watch. Um, you know, I, I was someone that shot the ball a lot. That was really all I had too. So I can, uh, I can relate to that. And it's just awesome, you know, watching what you've been able to do not only as a player, but now as a shooting coach as well. Um, I want to talk to you about your, your, 
uh, past as a player. You know, you played high school ball, then you played um, college ball and actually pro ball in Australia, Greece, Spain. Um, When did you kind of fall in love with basketball and uh, and how did you realize that you could, you know, make a career out of this? Yeah, ever since. I mean, I don't even remember when I first fell in love with it, but I just ever since I can have childhood memories, I was playing basketball was outside in the driveway in Iowa in the freezing cold of the winter and shoveling snow to get shots up and just something that I've just always been passionate about and just always loved and I never ever looked at basketball as something like okay this is my ticket to this or this is my ticket to that like I just really enjoyed being in the gym and 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 playing and shooting and working on my game and it was never it was never anything that I thought of okay can I make it a a career it was just like something that I knew I wanted to do, and I knew I wanted to play Division One college basketball, and I knew I wanted to play professionally. And like I said, being blessed with no athleticism, it's it's not always the easiest thing. So having to outsmart everybody else, outwork everybody else, and put those two combined, being I mean the most efficient I could be for for my skill set, for my gifts, and the best version of myself that I could be on the court, and. That's kind of how it led to to college, and and I was just very blessed for opportunities to be able to play overseas in those those three countries. And I definitely have to give a lot of credit to my uncle Nick Nurse, who's a, a coach with the Raptors, of uh, being a big influence on me growing up and, and helping me along the way as as well. But uh, yeah, it's, it was it's an awesome journey playing, and it's been an even better journey being able to coach players and be able to travel over forty countries working with teams and and training over 100 NBA players and just helping invest into their lives. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's been a great blessing and a great journey. All right. Welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, You want to be that person that when they walk into a room that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper a human test tube thank you man i i I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig they'll take it in a good Uh, way and i just pray man like i just pray and i just thank god for for everything the moment you realized man i'm in the nba oh man that was from day one that was the 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 day I got drafted, when I heard my name being called. Buckle up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. You mentioned your uncle. Uh, your dad also played. Your dad and uncle played. Then your uncle became a coach. Um, who did you learn the shot from? Uh, and how did they kind of affect your coaching as well? You mentioned, you know, your uncle coaching for the Raptors. Did they kind of, uh, you know, teach you how to be a good coach as well? You know what? On the coaching aspect, a lot more so. And and I've been 
also blessed with some great coaching mentors like like Ron Adams has been there for me, Chip England. But I, like I, for the shot, I don't know. It just kind of was there. It just <laughs> it was just always there. And maybe it's because maybe it's something. I grew up in Iowa in Pella, Iowa, and grew up right next like down the street from Kyle Corver and the Corver family, and they were all obviously amazing shooters. So something in the water. Maybe it's the Iowa. Yeah, the Pella, Iowa water. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, you and Kyle, I mean, two of the best shooters in the world. That's pretty amazing <laughs> that you grew up so close to each other. Did yeah. you have a relationship with Kyle? Do you know him and his family well? Yeah, yeah. I know his family really well. I know his brother even better. I played high school basketball with him. But yeah, I know I know Kyle and the whole family. And they're just absolutely as good as basketball players as they are, they're better people. Like it's just yeah, they're great. That's awesome. So I want to talk to you before we get into, you know, your coaching stories and that kind of stuff. You know, you're one of the best shooters in the world. You're an amazing shooting coach. What are the keys to a great shot? A lot of our listeners play basketball as well. I know, obviously, it's hard to teach someone without actually showing them. And it's tough to kind of put it a few keys. But if you had to say the keys to a great shot, what are they? So if I was going to say the number one key to being a great shooter is confidence. Having the confidence that you're going to make every single shot that you take is the number one most important thing. But how you develop that confidence is being able to be in the gym and putting the work relentlessly and developing the muscle memory. Sure, if you develop the muscle memory of the perfect form, if you can look like Clay Thompson or Kyle Korver, you're going to be a better shooter. But then there's a lot that goes into it. Like everybody's different. You can be a left eye shooter, a right eye shooter. You can be, I mean, your body's built differently. So, when it comes down to creating the best shooter there is, it's all about what works best for each individual. But if you're going to take away the main points for anybody out there to focus on to increase their shooting today, it'd be confidence through perfect practice at game speed, not just going through the motions, kids out there. And it would be it would be being a smart shooter, knowing where your shots come from when you're in the game and knowing how you're going to get to those shots. So let's say confidence, being a smart shooter, and the last one, holding your follow-through on balance. Balance, fluidity, huge in shooting. So if you take those three things away, um, yeah, you can go out there and maybe make nine to ten in a minute, not 20. <laughs> yeah, that takes a little <laughs> bit longer. Um how, how long does it take to really work with players and have them adjust their shot? Because I was really amazed when you're with the Nets, they went from really struggling to shoot the ball to leading the NBA in three-point shooting. You know, guys like Brooke Lopez and Thaddeus Young, they really stepped up and shot the ball really well. You know, you've had a lot of success working with players. You've worked with over 100 guys, not only the Nets, but also guys like Aaron Gordon, Norm Powell, Alonzo Ball, Aaron Baines, you know, plenty of uh, veteran players you've worked with, you know, when you're kind of sitting down with a guy and making a plan for them to improve their shot, um, what's the timetable to, you know, have them improve or does it vary from guy to guy? Yeah. First of all, I can't take credit for any of those players and I can't take credit for anything that happened out with the nets. It's just, if I could add zero zero point one percent to what that, what those players are doing or what, what the nets were able to accomplish out there in that time, then that's, that's my benefit. Um, yeah, just very blessed for those opportunities to be able to work with those guys. And the timetable, when I, when I get with a player first, it's all about relationships with that player. Because if, if, if they don't trust you, then no matter what you tell them, you could be the best coach there is, they're not going to buy in. They're not going to run through a wall for you. 
So the main thing that I develop with the players first and foremost is I want to get to know them. I want to know everything about them in depth. I want to go go through the to the end of the world to know that to have them know that I care for them that much. I care for their development on court. I care for them as a person off court too. So then when we finally get down to it, we're able to we're able to go through it together like it's a team. It's not me just telling this guy, "Okay, you got to fix your shot. You got to do this." Because if he doesn't want to do it, if he doesn't believe in it, then he's not going to do it. And I'll take each player. Like Before I get, get a player, I've watched all the film I can on them and, and know exactly what I would do, like what I want them to, uh, to adjust, what I want them to change. But then I'll also put it on their plate too. Like, hey, what do you think you need to do to get better? Once again, making it a team collaboration and they feel like hey, they've got input on it as well in, in terms of the development. As far as timetable, it's it, it really varies. It just varies on whether a player needs like a whole breakdown, whether they need to reconstruct their shot, or it's just small little adjustments here and there, like little tinkers that they can do. So it, it, it comes down, and, and, and I'll base a player on whether it's a reconstruction or just small little adjustments. But no matter which one it is, I'm always going to have the players super confident, excited about the process, and knowing that they are always seeing progress. So I'll set out goals for them to, to get to, not necessarily number goals, but we'll, we'll break down their shots, slow motion at one point, and then I'll show them it the next week and the next week, just so they always know that they're progressing. So it's, okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, I mean, it's kind of a process that is just completely customized and different to to each individual but always with a positive purpose that no one were in it together does the player decide whether or not they want a you know reconstruction or just tweaks or do you kind of decide that because you look at some players like alonzo ball who has a really distinct shot a guy like sean marion who played and had a really distinct shot you know i know some trainers say you need to completely you know restructure your shot other guys say just have a consistent shot and be confident with that shot where do you kind of fall and do do players typically decide which one they want or do you kind of offer your expertise no i'll I'll decide on that but i'll never tell a player that i'm going to reconstruct a shot because nobody wants to hear that then they just feel like they oh man i got to go through all this it's gonna be so hard every time no matter what the player how much they have to work on it's just going to be hey these are just small little adjustments that's going to make you such so much better of a shooter so it's it's more of so of whatever they need but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ever make somebody like a cookie cutter shooter which is which is what i would love like i said like i would love if everybody looked like clay thompson but everybody's different so based on what i've done in the past and what i've seen and what i've experienced with players and what works best i'm gonna help them out but only but only to the extent like only to the extent that that they want to as well because obviously they're at this level for a reason. They're in they're the best players in the world for a reason. So I'll just I will help them along the process and hopefully in our relationship that they can trust me that okay, if David says this then yeah, I'm doing it. It's going to help me. I'm for sure I'm doing it. Definitely. And I mentioned, you know, you worked with the Nets, but you also trained about 100 players, over 100 players. I mentioned some guys before, you know, other guys include TJ Leaf, James McAdoo, uh, Jimmer Fredette. You know, you've worked with a ton of guys who have been the guys that have bought in the most um, and really altered their shot or improved in a short period of time. Who were the guys that you were most impressed with when you worked with them? Uh, I, I'm, 
I would I would say I'm I'm really proud of all those guys for sure. And and once again, all the other players like that I've been able to work with is it, it's it's all them. And I'm just uh, like I I love being the guy behind the scenes, and I love being the guy just being able to serve these players and give to these players. So any any of their success is all their work put into it. Um, but some of the players that have that have really that have really like seen uh, a growth in their shot is is James McAdoo being one, and that's and he works his butt off. He like we put in two a days all summer. He came down, and stayed stayed. I gave him my room. I stayed on the couch, and and we put in two a days helping to continue to develop his shot. But he's been one that's that's been a, a really fun process to see, and he's going to get his opportunity, and everybody else will see out there how how much he's put in and, and how much value that he can add to a team. And, um, and Norm Powell's been one. Norm Powell was at UCLA. I worked with him when he was young um, here at UCLA. And like he's a relentless worker. And you can see from how it's paid off for him in the NBA. And I mean, super, super proud of the guy and, and the player he's become, the person, and his shot. Like He was jumping high on his shot in college over jumping on his shot and kind of releasing at the top and he, he just threw a, a ton of hard work on his own he's developed a very smooth three-point sh- shot and he's he's you can't leave him open anymore and that's a, that's all credit to norm quick break in the podcast and talk about our sponsor for the week whoop what whoop is is the biometric device an analytics platform designed for the best athletes in the world but for everybody measuring the stress that's taken on your body daily, the sleep you get in, how well recovered you are for the next day's workout. It goes super in-depth. I love it waking up every morning and checking, man, how much deep sleep did I get? What's my HRV? Am I ready to perform for the day tomorrow? And Whoop is really taking over professional sports. They have deals with the MLB, NFL, NBA coming soon. Check it out at Whoop. Dot com enter the code TGL and get 10% off your whoop band trust me you'll love it all right let's jump back in the second half of the podcast of my story and thank you for listening to this I just want to let you guys know that I am extremely blessed from the Lord to be able to do all this that I'm able to do like I none of it I could do on my own he gave me this platform he gave me the all the gifts that I have and I'm just beyond super thankful and super blessed. And to be able to have you guys as supporters out there following all that I'm doing and just being in my corner means a ton. So let's jump back into the podcast. Second half, let's go. Now, I mentioned your shooting stroke. You brought up Clay Thompson a few times. And Clay, I mean, it's textbook. It's perfect. Um, Who are some other guys who have shooting stroke that you look at and you think, okay, that's just perfect or um you know if a kid's watching youtube videos of yeah. shooters who are some guys they should look at for that textbook form i'll always say clay thompson he watches as much clay thompson as possible he does everything that i like to teach players and in, in, in the camps that i get to do all over the world like it, it'll be clay thompson shooting form that we always watch but kyle corver and kyle and more than just a form upper body kyle's footwork how, how how quickly he moves on off ball and squares up into a shot always turning his body and always on balance no matter how fast he's going uh jimmer jimmer has unbelievable just smooth form his out of the dribble shot like there's different situations for shots that certain players are better at like jimmer coming right out of the out of the dribble into a shot is great i mean obviously steph 
with his, but it's tough to tell kids to shoot like Steph Curry because then they, they want to go running down court, court. and not hold their <laughs> follow-through and shoot things off balance. And I'm like, guys, you can shoot like Steph Curry if you put in a trillion shots like Steph Curry you're has. taking all the wrong things away, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, do you think people say Steph's the best shooter of all time? You look at the numbers and the three-point records he's accumulated. Do you feel like he's the best shooter of all time? Because I feel like, you know, some, some guys are better at catch-and-shoot situations. Some guys are better off the dribble. He seems like the one guy that can kind of do everything from anywhere. Um, you know, people who make that claim, do you agree with that? Or do you have other guys that you kind of put above him? Nope, completely agree. I think he's the best shooter of all time, and I think you hit the nail on the head. For his ability in catch-and-shoot and – and off the dribble and the the degree of difficulty of his shots and how confident he is like put everything together i think he's the the best shooter of all time and he's one of the very few players like i'll do a lot of analytics with my players and and looking at where they're best where they can get their best shots from and what they shoot if they shoot better off one or two dribbles or high volume seven all that kind of second spectrum in-depth stuff but Steph was like the best shooter off the dribble off the bounce in all allocated areas combined that's ridiculous I mean I think Steph obviously it's hard to tell kids go watch Steph and play like him because it's so hard to duplicate but I do think he's kind of ushered in this new wave of you know kids wanting to shoot the ball you know just like crossing over and dunking on guys yeah. you know, that was kind of thing to do now you know draining shots in someone's space is kind of cool you know jimmer was doing that uh i mean you've, you've kind of seen that throughout history different guys but you know people on the playground were yelling jimmer and now yeah. steph's kind of now there's even more three-point shooting with the warriors and their style of play have you seen that from kids that you've worked with and you know do you see more kids wanting to shoot the ball than ever before and i mean big men too now you're seeing seven footers shooting right. threes more than ever are you seeing more shooting oh yeah it's awesome i absolutely love it like I'll go to all these. Yeah, it's great for me too. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like, man, can you dunk? Can you dunk? And I was like, ah. But now it's it's shooting, and you want to shoot threes, and people understand the difference of uh, threes worth more than twos, and and the analytics behind it. Even kids understand it. And all these countries I get to go to, the the most worn jersey is Steph Curry by far. Kids are trying wow. all the Steph Curry floaters and all his shots. So I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome seeing. Steph as a role model to everyone I mean just who he is who he stands for um, his his relationship with the Lord everything goes into that as a person but I mean the player is he's not what he's six six two six three my height he's yeah. not overly athletic for NBA standards and it's just the relentless work that he puts in and, and kids can take a lot from that so I I love it now, you've had the experience of working for an NBA team, being the shooting coach for the Brooklyn Nets, but also training guys on your own um, at all levels. What are the biggest differences that you kind of experience when you're working for an NBA team? Uh, there's there's differences in that. I mean, the, the, the best part is you get to be with them every day. Like you always get to, True, be with yeah. them get to be with them during the season and just that team camaraderie. And I, I like I absolutely love that. I miss that the most. Like I got to grow with some of those guys out there in Brooklyn and I still I still talk to Sean and Rondé and Thad and Brooke and and all those guys like they're they're really close friends of mine. So being able to have those personal relationships that you're there touching them daily is is uh, is second to none. Uh, working with players individually on my own, that's it's it's also great too. I love them both because this way I can just dive in deep in depth on anything that I think that can help them. It doesn't necessarily have to be just shooting. Like I would just, I mean, I was a shooting coach out there, so I wanted to just make sure that 
that's what my 100% effort and focus was there. But now with the, with the players I get to work with personally, I mean, it's, it goes into like being a mentor to them, being a life coach to them. If they're struggling with sleep, I have a guy on my team that's a, one of the top world-renowned sleep coaches or nutritionist, whatever it might be, I'm here to help them in every development area of their life. And it's, it's fun being able to kind of like scheme with them and game plan with them and, and figure out, okay, how am I going to be the best version of myself every single day? And that's, that's, that's a huge passion of mine, helping people be able to do that and helping, helping these athletes at the highest level of any athleticism in the NBA be able to do that. Yeah, that was my next question for you because you've you know become an overall coach now and a life coach. You're helping them on and off the floor. So when a guy approaches you, do you come up with a customized plan that you know covers everything? How does that kind of go when a guy approaches you and wants to work with you? Yeah, so that's that's kind of what we do. Same kind of thing. What I was talking about shooting, where we'll, we'll get to customize a plan directly for them. But that's how it works when I work with a player. Uh, throughout the season and most of these guys I've had relationships with for uh, for a long time and they really mean a lot to me so any player that I'm going to work with like I care for deeply and I want the best for them and like when Norm Powell signs his contract that he that he signed like that that's where I get my benefit and my joy when I see them succeed so we'll we'll customize a plan on what they need and I've got a team of the the best human optimization and recovery person with me like I said the best sleep coach the best mental skills coach who's worked with a lot of NBA players uh the best nutritionist then I have like what's coming out in the future like the future of training mentally the future of training physically spiritually everything everything combined there's there's different companies out there that have uh that that I'll work with and if a player needs something from that like we like I have players on what's called whoop a whoop band for example and I've, I've had some of my guys together with me so I can track what they're doing. I can track their sleep. I can track their heart rate. I can track how many calories they eat a day. I can track if they're ready to work out the next day. I can track everything in depth. And then just wow. just being there for them is a, huge, is a huge underrated value that people don't really realize how important it is. Just to know you have somebody in your corner 24-7 like I'll go out and travel with them and spend time with them, and after each game, I'll break down and analyze their game for them and just talk them through things. Like, for example, like in the NBA, which, which is crazy because most people think, oh man, NBA players they've they, they've got it all figured out. The most confident. Like there's a player, for example, last year that I was working with and just going through a hard time, struggling, wasn't wasn't playing well, wasn't shooting well, and he was just really really down on himself. It's like, man, have you changed as a person? Have you changed as a player? Uh, no, the, the answer is obviously no. So I sent him over all his highlight clips, just a quick highlight clips from college. And like that right there just got him so juiced up. He went out for 38 that night and single-handedly beat the team they were playing. So it's it's a whole lot of stuff combined into one, creating the next the next athlete of the future, basically, with this team behind me and the leading research and on-court development and body development mind and spiritual development and that's what I'm really excited about doing and kind of where I'm growing growing myself to become um, that person to everyone out there that that needs that 
Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you call your athlete of the future protocol, and I think that's, you know, really cool. Are you seeing um, more NBA teams use the kind of things that you're talking about, whether it's the wearable technology or, you know, the 24-hour tracking type stuff? Um, are you seeing NBA franchises kind of turn to that stuff as well and more coaches use that, or is that something that you're kind of on the ground floor of? Uh, you know, there's a few out there, and there's a few coaches out there that are good friends of mine that, that I have had in this got them in touch with some of these people that are on my team um, that we can we can put their links in the show notes and everything so everybody can see who those people are but it's it's starting to come there's still and I'll be honest even these coaches that are like some of the most forward-thinking coaches and fo- some of the most like they'll, they'll try what's next and, and know where the shifts are coming in it's still there's still so much out there way ahead that the NBA hasn't hasn't gotten to yet. And when it catches on, which I'm hoping this will catch on, then everybody NBA teams, you know how it's kind of a copycat league. If this, this team's getting this and they know about that, then everybody wants it. So I think it's, I'm, I think it's coming. I think it's right around the corner where we'll call, I mean, some people will call biohacking or life hacking, but I would just say life improvement and making every player the best version of themselves they can be. I think it's, I think it's coming, and there's a lot of stuff down the road. Very cool. I'm excited about that. Uh, I think that's always a cool topic to kind of touch on. Oh, yeah. um, when did you know that you wanted to be a coach? And, um, you know, when did you start implementing some of these things for yourself? Because like I mentioned, like I mentioned, you played in Australia, Greece and Spain. You know, you were a pro player. You relied on your shot a ton. You know, you were one of the best shooters in Australia. You know, did you try to implement some of these things yourself? And then when did you kind of make the pivot to coaching? Yeah, so I, I never really thought about it that way. And I, I kind of just had to implement this stuff myself because I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't a physical specimen and I wasn't, didn't have the, the athleticism. So I had to do everything smarter than everybody else, whether it's training, whether it's on court. It's kind of like, it's what I call the Steve Nash effect. I mean, he's the same way he did. He outsmarted everybody in his work ethic and his, his nutrition and, and everything. So it's kind of just how I was by default. And I just loved, I love scheming how to outdo the, outdo the competition and and i still do today like i'll try every every kind of new thing that i can think can improve my day i'll try it on myself to test it like i'm taking ice cold showers at 5 30 in the morning followed by matcha green tea and all this kind of stuff just to be basically the highest level development i can personally be and as far as coaching goes i never really thought i never really thought i wanted to do that either it never never came to me as like man i'm just gonna i'm I'm going to be a coach. It kind of just evolved. Like I'd, I'd be working with players. I, I played over in Greece with Aaron Baines, and um, then I'd, I'd start working with him, and then other players would start, would start coming to workouts and some other, some other friends that were in the NBA, and then agents would get involved, and, and then it just kind of snowpiled from there and knowing that, man, I'm a lot better at investing into others and giving to others my knowledge and, and my work ethic than it is for myself alone to build so it's and then seeing their success like when i saw their success and it just like that juices me up knowing that hey i can help these guys i can help them in in more ways than just on court yeah it's very cool uh you also have a non-profit called basketball life you're doing different camps around the world you're going to be in antarctica oh, in 2019 yeah. that's crazy to yep. me i mean how, how did this non-profit kind of come together and uh what do you kind of do around the world yeah, so the nonprofit came together. I, I did a 
did some camps and put in some basketball programs about five years ago back in Kenya and Uganda uh, and Brazil. And it's just for it's just for any kind of and, and now I'm now I'm trying to grow it and I am growing it now with with NBA players who are who are joining the cause. Basically, what it is is whoever has a foundation can be a part of it. It's like a one conglomerate foundation where there's a bunch of different players, NBA players and athletes that will have their foundation included in this. So whatever we raise through camps, whatever we raise through charity foundational gives. Um, events whatever it might be it's all dispersed out to whomever's whomever is on uh is on the basketball life and whoever's foundation is part of it so everybody's foundation is winning and then the goal is and what what these guys love doing is they love doing the camps and they love getting behind it and supporting it so it grows like they get passionate about it because if you have a foundation i hope you're passionate about it and (laughs) yeah it's 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 all growing and that's what we're going to do uh, we do camps throughout throughout the world, and I've, I've done them in all six continents and over forty countries. And now it's time to put the cherry on top with Antarctica. So we're going to make a big, uh, a really big uh, camp down there in 2019, and we'll have a lot more information coming from that. And ESPN will hopefully get behind it, and we can just make it a big time charitable gift to Basketball Life and everybody's foundation that's involved and attached to it. So if there's any players, coaches out there that are passionate about their foundation and want to want to grow it together as a team, and it can only help and only be a positive to you. Let me know. Yeah, get on board. Basketball life, it's very cool. Now I have to ask you about this too. You are, you know, you've been with Hoopsite longer than I have. You're an OG. I you am. were writing there for a while. Yeah, you've been you've been writing some great articles for Hoopsite for a long time now. Um, how did that kind of come together? And when did you kind of start writing and uh, and you know? coming to the journalism side so i haven't done it for a long time um but yeah it was it was a while ago or yeah years ago uh me and jorge got connected and asked me if i wanted to break down some player shots and it was a lot of fun doing it like that's what i love doing and i love being able to express it through through writing and and just getting really in the i just love getting in like the nitty-gritty of it and just seeing okay what can what really needs to be uh focused on for that and we started doing shots and then we started going to i mean what teams need and it was it was really cool jorge gave me a great opportunity to to be able to voice um my thoughts on helping player development so if you guys guest writer again i'd love to jump back on board but now i grew it to uh grew it to doing a podcast now i do the game of life podcast where i bring on nba players or top performers in in all fields that have just been, I mean, doing great things in in their lives and how they got to that point. So being the best version of themselves once again so everybody out there can learn from them. That's awesome. Make sure you guys go follow David on Twitter at DavidNurse05. Um, go to DNABasketball.com. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you're going to promote all the things that you're kind of doing on Twitter as well. So that's kind of the place you guys can keep up with all these different things. Um, you know, you, you mentioned – breaking down player shots and breaking down the league. I want to ask you this then. I want to get some analysis before mm-hmm. we kind of sign off here. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Warriors are the team everyone's kind of looking at as the you know, best shooting team. I think the Rockets are up there as well. Who are some teams that really impress you when you look at you know the volume of shooters that they have, the amount of shots that they take? You know, What teams impress you the most? Uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head for sure. The Warriors and the Rockets, and I absolutely love 
I love what uh, what Maury's done with the Rockets because a lot of people are starting to catch on to that. And um, the Spurs, for sure the Spurs, just seeing what Chip England's done with those players down there, like specifically Kawhi Leonard turning him, yeah. helping turn him and Tony Parker, turn them into some of the best shooters in the NBA statistically. Um, I mean, there's great individual shooters out there that I, that I love to watch. Like a Devin Booker, I love watching how smooth he is in his shot. Uh, I think the Nets are doing a good job of getting up a lot of threes, getting up a lot of opportunities. They'll keep getting better. Any dark horse shooting teams? I mean, Aaron Gordon's been a, a great shooter this year, and that's they, they've got a great shooting coach down there in Orlando who's done a really good job with him. Uh, I just I'm just a big fan of teams shooting threes. Like I think the more the better. I just I want every year to continually break the record for three pointers attempted. That's what I yeah want. definitely. I think it was so cool watching Kawhi because I was there at Impact Basketball whenever oh, yeah. he was going through the pre-draft process. And, yeah. you know, he was working on his shot a lot. But like you said, going to San Antonio with Chip, that helped so much. Um, you know, who were some coaches around the the league that, you know, it seems like Chip doesn't get enough credit. Who were some shooting coaches that you've kind of seen do a terrific job? Um, and is Kawhi one of the best success stories? I mean, are you one of those guys that feels like, you know, if you're a team, draft a guy that has all the other tools because you can teach him to shoot? Is that kind of your mentality? Yeah, for sure. No doubt the about Milwaukee it. Approach. What's that? The Milwaukee Bucks approach, kind of. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely think you can. I mean, you got you to know the type of person you're drafting, too, and if they're a, a guy that's willing to work and has the passion for it. But, yeah, I think I think for sure. And, and you hit... Yeah, Chip England is the best there is, and, and he's so good that and he doesn't want any credit. Like he wants to, he, he wants to stay behind the scenes. I got so much respect for that. And there's a lot of good shooting coaches out there. I, I give a lot of credit to my uncle. I think he's great up in Toronto. What he's doing with them, and, and they're becoming a great three point shooting team. Putting more focus on it. Um, Mike Penberthy out in uh, New Orleans is is really good. Dave Love down in Orlando is really good. Uh, some coaches that have helped me along the way. I got to give a lot of credit to Ron Adams for being there for me, supporting me. Um, and Eric Spolster, I think, is just great at at everything that he does. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great coaches. Brad Stevens, there's a lot of great coaches, and I've been able to learn from and just been very blessed for for them to be so cool to me. Like I'm just uh, a guy training players and stuff, and them just taking me under their wing and helping me along the process. And last question for you, would you be interested in going back and working for an NBA franchise again like you did with Brooklyn, or are you looking more towards kind of the overall type coaching and mentorship that you're providing now? You know, would you would you look at that again if the right situation came about, or, or are you kind of focused on your own path now? I absolutely love what I'm doing right now. Like I, I wake up every morning just super excited to continue to, to grow it and, and help the players that I'm working with. But, I mean, if, if the right situation came up with, with, with people that I enjoy being around and, and a culture that I enjoy helping to grow, then, yeah, I definitely would. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, the, highest, the highest level is NBA, and, and to win the NBA championship is the highest level of anything that you can do. So to be a small part of that, that would be amazing. Definitely. Well, make sure you guys, like I said, go follow David on Twitter at DavidNurso5. Check out his podcast. Check out DNABasketball.com. You know, he's going to have a lot of exciting stuff coming with the Basketball Life nonprofit. David, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Well, we have to do this again. Like I said, you're the hoops hype OG, so uh, we got we got to get you writing again. We got to get you on the podcast uh, more regularly. Uh, it was a lot of fun. For sure, man. Let me know anytime, and then when you come out to L.A., 
We'll get our three-point shooting competition on. I'll teach you how to shoot. I'll give you some little <laughs> pointers. I promise we won't reconstruct your shot. We'll just do some little <laughs> small adjustments. Hey, there we go. Yeah, you'll teach me and then destroy me. I like it. Big thanks to Hoops Hype for bringing me on to allow me to tell my story and my journey. And if you have more questions, hit me. I'll go much more in-depth with the whole process that I've been on. Just send me a question. Leave a review on iTunes. A five-star review would be great. I have had great mentors along this journey helping me, and I love to help others. I want to be a servant. And I'm going to do a podcast on the athlete of the future. That's coming soon. Just uh, keep on a lookout for it. It's going to be really, really big, and it's exciting. And I'll share it with you all real soon. Coming. The same thing for Basketball Life. That's going to reach a ton of people throughout the world doing a lot of good and how you can be a part of it and join with these NBA players as well as we give to all. Everything will be linked in the show notes plus a lot more, so make sure you go check those out after you listen to this episode. And now let's get into the three pointers of the week. Three-pointer number one, the book that I am reading It's The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. I actually got this book as a Christmas gift for a lot of the NBA players that I work with. Here's what it's about. It's written for the sole objective of helping the reader achieve a happy, satisfying, and worthwhile life. Believing in yourself and everything you do. Build new power and determination. Develop the power to reach your goals. Break the worry habit and achieve a relaxed life. Improve your personal and professional relationships. Assume control over your circumstances. Be kind to yourself. And basically, improve your life in every aspect. Pretty cool, huh? Self-improvement, life improvement. Just like the game of life. Three-pointer number two, the life hack that I am testing. All right, so this one is super important. It's about breaking up the fascia in your feet. And what fascia is, is richly multidimensional tissue that forms your internal soft tissue architecture. Basically, it's like a saran wrap just underneath your skin, protecting everything. So making sure you continually massage your fascia or roll out on your feet, like stand on a hard ball or a hard one of those rollers and just go to town on the bottom of your feet. So what it does for you is it basically helps your body maintain its natural settings, stay in full orchestration with body movement, alignment, function, injury prevention, even mental clarity. So yeah, pretty important. Be good to your fascia. Roll it out. Three-pointer of the week. Number three, the NBA behind-the-scenes info that you only get here on the Game of Life podcast. And since it's Christmas, we're going to dive into some Christmas Day NBA stats for you. There have been 242 games played on Christmas Day. The New York Knicks will have their 51st Christmas Day appearance. And Kobe Bryant's the all-time leading scorer, 395 points, the highest average. Carmelo Anthony, 34.3 points per game. The Miami Heat have the best record overall at 10-2. And And this Christmas is going to have some great games for you 
as the past eight NBA MVP award winners and the previous nine scoring title winners are all scheduled to play this Christmas. Best day of the year, Christmas, and because it has NBA games. Thank you all for joining in on another episode of the Game of Life podcast and listening to my story this time. Please reach out to me with any questions you have, any feedback, just anything. I'd love to hear from all you Game of Lifers out there. Hope you all have a great Christmas season. And remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.